0: Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve. Welcome to Living the Dream with Curveball, a podcast where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and and inspire. Today, I am joined by a special guest. His name is Sean Anderson. He is an author, a speaker. He has created national movements. He has created adventures. He is someone that you would call a motivational guru. And I know a lot of people say that, but once you hear his amazing story and everything that he's doing, you will believe that he is a true motivational guru. So Sean, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Ooh, threw me a little curveball with that introduction there, Curtis. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely.
0: Why don't you start off just by giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, you know, I really build myself as a, as a pretty ordinary guy, except for one thing. I, I believe in living an extraordinary life. And when we have that kind of vision, when we have that kind of dream, and we put action be and living that dream every day, you know, we, we create extraordinary moments for ourself. And I've written seven books. I've visited 50 countries. I've walked across seven. I've pedaled a bike across the United States solo twice, ocean to ocean. And, uh, and at age 58, I believe that everything I've done is going to pale in comparison to what is still to be done, right?
0: Right. So let's first get into your books. Tell us about your books, because your books has made number one on amazon several times tell us what category and tell us what kind of books they are
1: well i believe that the two things that have affected my life more than anything are the people that i have met and the books that i have read and uh, as a as a young guy trying to find his way in the world I, I read every single motivational and inspirational book I could about great men and great women and their stories about how they became who they did, how they did what they became. And, uh, and later, as I started to, to get a little success under my wings, I wanted to, I wanted to share my messages and what I believe got me to where I am with people too. And so since then, as I've said, I've written seven books. They're all in the motivational self-help genre. And uh, the thing that makes perhaps my my most recent books a little bit different is I just don't give you ten ways to success ten ten things to do to become a millionaire. I don't I don't write like that. I I tell I, I write stories and inside those hidden stories are lessons and you can you can apply the lesson as you want to. And uh, I believe that I try to entertain with my writing and at the same time inspire and motivate with my writing.
0: So you visited several countries as you mentioned. Tell us why you decided to visit those countries? What was the best one you went to? And what is one that you're looking (laughs) to go to that you haven't made it to yet?
1: Well, I've created adventures in 50 50 countries. And like I said, I've walked across seven of them. My longest walk was 750 miles around Shikoku, Japan, where I had privilege of going on this pilgrimage trek visiting 88 buddhist temples some of them over 1200 years old and i'd be walking through the jungle when all of a sudden there it was right when i was my most defeated or tired or didn't think i could make it anymore there's this beautiful beautiful temple my fastest walk was across the country of Spain. I walked 550 miles in 27 days, which is just an average little almost over 20 miles a day, almost 21 miles a day. And you know, I, 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 it, it puts everything that I love in one thing. I love travel. I love meeting new people. I love seeing something every day that I've never seen. I love creating moments for myself. I love doing things that I didn't think I could do. I, I love all of those. And so that's why I do what I do. And I think, I think it, I've think i learned too that every time that I do something that I push myself a little bit more, a little bit harder, I become back a little more refined and a little bit more passionate and purposeful about my own life. And so every year I try to plan one of these great, what I call ax sharpening adventures, just like a lumberjack is not able to down on the piece of wood with a dole axe. The more that his axe is sharpened, the more that he is able to accomplish. I believe people do the same way. The more they sharpen their own axes, the sharper they will be as they walk through life.
0: So, let's. What kind of health or preparation do you have to plan and pace for when you're walking across seven countries? What kind of, I guess. Atmosphere, or you know, the elements.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm always in training. You know, as I've said, I'm 58, and as 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 one gets older, we know that our bodies start to change, and so you know, I'm exercising every single day. And one of the things that you'll do if you see me out there is, I'm the guy carrying the. Little small book backpack on his back, but that book pack back is still loaded with twenty pounds a day, just because I've got to get my legs and my heart and my body used to carrying that weight. So I'm always, I'm always in training. Now as I walk across these 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 countries, um, oh wow, it's sometimes you never know what's going to happen. I remember I was in my first walk going across Spain. I knew it was going to rain that day, and so I tried to. I tried to leave early and beat the rain on this one particular day. And I was, I was walking through this valley and the rain started to come and it felt as almost as if there were a hundred water hoses coming down at me at one time. And again, remember this was the very first time I'd walked and I was walking on this dirt road and the dirt road, when it mixed with the powerful rain water coming down the, the road would turn to a really funky mud and it, it, my every, t- every step that I took on this road, my foot would sink further and further down, and I'd pull that one up, and it'd be so heavy with the mud. And I remember that very first adventure, that very first one, I'm wondering, why the heck am I doing this? Why am I out here in the middle of the rain? There were no trees to run and hide under. There were no shelters to go hide, and I had to walk through this valley in the rain. And right then, that very first hike, in the very worst circumstance that I could imagine, I... I came to this one realization that this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to keep pushing myself. I was meant to keep overcoming. And and I kind of heard this voice inside my head that just said, say, thank you. I said, say, thank you. Say, thank you for it raining. Say, thank you that I can walk in so slow. Say, thank you that I'm stuck. Yeah, just say, thank you. And that very first moment that I said, I just said, thank you. Thank you for this experience. Thank you for this adventure that I've never gone on before. And then everything else just became a lot lighter. Everything in life became a lot lighter. And so it was that very first hard walk where I learned to say thank you that I then knew that as I walk through life, that every time we say thank you for the good things and the bad things, life becomes much more easier to walk through.
0: So how do you decide what countries you're going to? This is a two-part question. How do you decide... What kind of adventure you're going to do next, and what is your next big adventure that you got planned?
1: Well, I've walked. I've walked across countries where many people have walked across them, and they have paths across these countries that you know, you know, to go from town A to town B to town C to town D to get from one side of the country to the other. Then I've also walked across countries like Ireland, where I had to use Google Maps to make my own route. And I remember as I walk across Ireland, I'm on some all these windy, really small roads. And it was super dangerous when there was no other people that would walk before you because, man, I kept running into cars coming sharp around turns. And I was hugging the side of the road as as hard as I could because the, the cars couldn't see me. And so, you know, I like to choose a country that there is a route that's already been somewhat established that people have gone before me. I might be an adventurer, but I'm not a pioneer. And so I, I definitely like to walk something that's been walked before. There's a new walk across the country of Costa Rica that's come out. It's called the Camino de Costa Rica, and I guess it's a couple hundred miles or so, which isn't too bad. And it goes through the jungles there, and that's a walk that I would never have tried to do on my own without other people having walked. But it's a walk I'm more curious to do next because because there is a way there is a way from one side of that country to the other.
0: Let's talk about your. National movement, you have created Extra Mile Day, and let's talk about that and any other national movements that you have planned.
1: Well, it was uh, back in two thousand and nine, and I was pedaling a bike solo across the United States. Uh, It was a time that was really rough in America. A lot of people had been losing their their jobs, and uh, you know, banks were closing, and it was really a desperate time. And a lot of people were beginning to lose hope. They started looking at their boss, saying, "You know, what are you going to do to make sure that I have a job and we have a company?" They looked to the government and were saying, "What are you going to do to make sure that there's a program to help me when we when I fall?" And I, f- I felt that people started losing the general prom- premise that if you want to really change your life, you don't look to the your boss or the government or your spouse or your neighbor, but you look at the man or that woman in the mirror and you ask, "What are you doing to 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 make sure that?" That, that things will be good in the future. And so I, I, I wanted to remind people that it's not about just doing the same thing, but you've got to keep, you've got to do more. If you want more, you have to add more value. You have to go the extra mile. So I created this, this tour called the Extra Mile America Tour, where I, this non-bicyclist was going to take his 48-year-old body and he was going to pedal from one ocean to the other ocean, kind of like a, kind of a forced Gump symbolic thing. But the power of the tour was that my staff had arranged events in 21 cities across the country with the mayors of those cities, where I had the privilege of interviewing over 200 people who had been identified as having gone the extra mile in life and either creating something amazing or an overcoming a super, super huge challenge. At the end of the tour, I gave away $10,000 of my own money to the stories most inspiring to me. But it was out on that tour that I decided I needed to do something to keep this whole momentum of going the extra mile going. So I came up with the idea of Extra Mile Day. November 1st, 2009 was the very first year of Extra Mile Day. It's where mayors would recognize those going the extra mile in volunteerism and service in their communities. In that first year, I was so happy that 23 mayors across the US were crazy enough to, to celebrate Extra Mile Day, 23. But sometimes, Curtis, when you, you apply yourself in a really dramatic way, the big things grow. Extra Mile Days continued each year since then. And from those 23 mayors back in 2009 last year, on November 1st, 2020, there were 512 mayors that declared Extra Mile Day.
0: And that is a total of 50 states.
1: Yeah, every single every single state, uh, some states, tens and tens of cities. And the, the cool thing about Extra Mile Day is, again, it's about mayors recognizing those that are going the extra mile in their city. So what we've done is we've created a vehicle where people are clapped for and recognized for cool things they're doing. Maybe they're the ones that donated the money for the 4th of July fireworks. Maybe they're the ones that have been making blankets for to, to sell the PTA raffles for 20 years. Maybe they're the ones that constantly keep showing up for the rest of us. The ones that are overlooked so that we can have a good life, but the ones that are putting in the time, the effort, and the money to make things happen. Those are the people we're we'll oh, recognizing. If, if
0: cities want to join on, because if listeners are listening to this and they want to try to get their city involved how do how does that happen
1: well you can go to extra mileamerica.org extra mileamerica.org you can certainly see a list of the 512 participating cities last year you can see many of the amazing volunteers that each of those cities have recognized and so you can there's a you go there you can follow some links and you can click on and you, you, you can find a way to get your city in, to participate for sure.
0: ExtramileAmerica.org. You've you've reached mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands with your speaking. Talk about your speaking tour to the Philippines and talk about the experience of reaching so many people and impacting so many lives with your speaking.
1: I appreciate that question. Thank you, Curtis. I I remember it was just on my heart to take the extra mile message, just not in, into, into the United States, but to start spreading it around the world because going the extra mile is something that can change all of our lives. It changes our relationships. It changes on what we can overcome. It changes our financial state. When we go the extra mile, cool things happen. So I decided that, you know, the very first country that I really wanted to start extending this message to was the Philippines. And I remember early on in the Philippines, they said, well, it ain't gonna work, it ain't gonna fly, no one's gonna come and hear you speak. In fact, in fact, I received one email that that I ended up printing out and then pasting on my door and on my window. And this email said, You must consider the culture here in the Philippines. No motivational speaker has gathered that number of crowd yet here in this country. Concerts, religious gatherings, even political gatherings can't even sum up that number that you want. A huge crowd here in the Philippines will only gather for a concert of a popular band, actor, or singer. The email goes on. So I was being dissuaded. I was being, I was being told, man, what you want to do to speak to 5,000 people in the Philippines, it ain't going to happen, brother. It's impossible. I used that as motivation. I went there. And in 2014, in speaking over a month, at every single day, over 30 days, I ended up talking to 20,000 people about going the extra mile. So sometimes when people tell, tell us that we can't do it, man, that stuff is, that stuff is wood to my fire. When I'm told that I can't, I just want to do it more, right?
0: Right. So tell us about the upcoming projects that you have coming up. Any books, any other speaking engagements, any podcasts? Tell us what's going on with you next.
1: Well, you know, I just I I'm just happy that the world's opening up again. I I want to get out there and I want to get out I want to get out there and travel. I, I want to experience the world again. And certainly, you know, I, I haven't been able to speak at an event for over a year because we just haven't had the advance. So I just look forward to opportunities again to, to go out and connect with people like that. Extra Mile Day is certainly coming up. It's a, it takes us six months to get that whole thing rolling. So that'll be starting again. That'll happen again, November 1st, 2021. We're, we'll definitely hope to get more than 512 cities on board this year. You know, and, 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 and really my main focus is is, is certainly just pushing that right now. And there's a couple of new projects, books that I'm working on, but, uh, y- you know, nothing that'll be coming out in 2021.
0: Well, go ahead and throw out, I know you threw out the extra mile America.org, but throw out your contact information, your websites, so people can connect with you and keep up with everything that you're doing. Uh,
1: certainly. Thank you. Uh, again seananderson.com and every week uh, i put out a newsletter it's called extra mile thursdays and in this newsletter i just try to tell a motivational story of some kind that pushes or pulls you up the mountain that week if you feel that life has punched you hard and you're down on the ground and just a way to maybe get up again this past thursday was my 484th issue so i promise to stay consistent that's 484 thursdays in a row and it's free and again, you can just sign up at SeanAnderson.org. My mission in life is to empower 1 million people to lead a more positive, passionate and purposeful existence. At this time in my life, I care more about the, the people who I might be able to encourage towards their own goal than I do if certainly ever, ever making a dollar. It's not my mission. My mission is just to try to leave footprints and we leave footprints by, by marking hearts. Oftentimes you'll find my ebooks given away for free online because again, I just want to spread messages. That might inspire, inspire or empower people to 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 lead the life that they want to lead. It has nothing to do with with trying to benefit myself. I've been blessed and I've been lucky. I grew up being pretty much financially independent since the, I mean, on my own since the age of sixteen. I learned how to create, to create and to build, and and I had a couple of good successes. And so, my mission in life is just to help other people maybe find their good successes too.
0: Well, you're definitely on your way. Are you on any social media platforms?
1: Uh, you know, social media is not my big thing. We do have uh, a fair number of followers on Twitter. I think we're, we have over 30,000 on Twitter. You'll you'll see me post there you know, regularly, I suppose. But Twitter, uh, Sean, uh, what is my Twitter handle? Oh, to T.O. Sean Anderson. To Sean Anderson as if you're writing a letter. To Sean Anderson um, on Twitter.
0: All right. So y'all make sure y'all follow him, keep up with him and in- interact and interga- engage with him. Do you have any final thoughts before we close it out?
1: Well, I do. I understand from your history, you're a man that's overcome much. You are a man that continues to not let any anything that stopped you in life stop you in life. And I'm wondering if we took this opportunity to, to go the, the extra mile, What's something that you might add to the go the extra mile topic?
0: Well, I would say keep pushing forward. Sometimes every day is not going to be good. Life is not meant to be all peaches and cream. But what I always do when I'm down, I always look for a pick me up. It it could be something small. It could be a joke or maybe I get more downloads that day than I expected. Or maybe a guest that I was trying to get will email me just some kind of pick me up or some kind of motivation that a person might give you throughout the day. So when you're down, always look for the smallest thing for a pick me up and, and don't, don't never underestimate because just the small words of encouragement can go a long way in getting you back on track.
1: You know, that's right. And I, I I, th- I think too, I think one of the secrets that keep me going in life, Curtis, is that, you know, oftentimes people are always looking for a miracle to make their life better. You know, they they wish for a miracle to change their financial state or their health or the, you know, a miracle to help them find the right person in life. And I think one of the secrets in life is that moment that we stop, you know, looking for miracles and we choose to become a miracle. That we choose to become a miracle for other people. When we know that people are in need of of kindness, of a positive gesture, of a positive action, when we start becoming miracles for other people, I think that we discover that we can create miracles for ourselves too. And as we leave this interview today, that I think is my number one thing that I would like to share with people is to quit looking for miracles and go
0: be a Absolutely. Miracle. Look to be a, a blessing to someone. Well, Sean, I want to thank you for joining me today and I want to tell listeners, be sure to keep up with Sean, check out his books, make sure after listening to this episode, follow, rate, review, tell a friend. And if you're an Android user, go to the Google Play Store, type in Living the Dream with Curveball and download the app. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mr.
1: Curveball. Create a great day and continue to do great things.
0: For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.